A violent squall came up and waves were breaking over the boat so that it was already filling up. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, quiet, be still. The wind ceased and there was great calm. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Printing to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. And in today's opening Bible verse, we hear the very familiar gospel story of Jesus calming the storm. And when we read this, I want you to think about that show. You know the show Deadliest Catch where they're in Alaska out on the the rough seas and there's like stuff just sloshing. I mean like equipment going back and forth. These guys are hanging on to the rigs with dear life. You know, it is scary even for the most experienced fishermen. And that's the image I want you to conjure up when you hear the story of this storm, this violent squall came up and waves were breaking over the boat. And sometimes we can feel like our days are so chaotic that that's exactly what's happening. It's like, it's just this violent storm all around us. And yet in the midst of this violent squall, what's Jesus doing? He's sleeping soundly on a cushion. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about um, finding that place in your home that is your soft place to land. At the end of the day, after all that you've done, you know, Jesus was preaching all day. Everybody wants something from him. Does this sound familiar? You know, the, the, I love in the, the last part of the thing where in the Bible verse where it says, they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? This can sound like Saturday morning at my house when I'm trying to sleep in just a little bit. And I have little faces right in my face saying, don't you want to feed us breakfast? What's for breakfast? And I'm, They're about to perish. And I'm like, seriously, you guys, you can fix yourself some cereal, like be calm. So, and here's the thing. We all have so much going on, so many things that we need to keep track of and manage and make sure that it happens and it's getting done. And yet we need to be rested. And time and time again, I say to my friends, even Jesus went out to pray alone. Like we have to look to him as this example that we are never going to survive the crowds, the begging of things to get done, all the responsibilities, unless we are rested. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about how you can make your bedroom a peaceful place to sleep so that you can wake up in the morning to calm seas. All right. 
the best thing you can do for yourself and for your family and for your employees and all the people around you is to be rested. Because when we're not rested is when we are reacting instead of responding with grace. So I'm just going to do a fun little episode today where I just go through what I do with my clients and how we create peaceful bedrooms. Okay. So many times when you watch HGTV and they're doing a bedroom makeover, a lot of times you'll hear people say, I want it to be, uh, I want it to have the feel of a hotel, kind of a suite and a hotel or a high-end hotel. You kind of hear that word a lot, hotel, hotel, hotel. Why is that? Because when you walk into a hotel room, there isn't stuff all over the bed. There isn't drinks and food and plates on the nightstands. There aren't dirty tissues on the floor. It's calm because it's not cluttered and it's clean. All right, so I'm gonna go through a little bit today what you can get rid of in your room, what you can add, and things you can do on a regular basis to keep your bedroom a nice, calm, restful place so that you can wake up and calm the storms. First, eliminate all the clutter, including under the bed. Now, I know I've told you before that I am not a feng shui expert, but I did work for a lady who was way ahead of her time as far as American standards go, and she was. And the reason that you want to make sure that there is no clutter under your bed is because you are sleeping on top of whatever that clutter is. So if you've got bills shoved under there, paperwork shoved under there, or anything that's pressing shoved under there, that's what you're sleeping on. So the energy should really flow nicely through your room. And you want to make sure that that includes under your bed. Uh, I know some bedrooms can be very cluttered and it can be overwhelming. But I think if you listen to my Saturday morning episodes, we should be getting to the bedroom and um, doing the bedroom and that kind of thing. I don't even remember if we've already done the bedroom. (laughs) But anyway, I can talk you through that. And, uh, but what I'm going to go over today should give you a good place to start. So when you're, first thing is you really should get rid of all the clutter, all right? There shouldn't be stuff that you're tripping over. It's not safe, first of all, for you to have stuff on the floor because you don't want to trip in the night. You know, if you're, um, you know, right now, like parents are aging and stuff like that. So if it's your parents' bedrooms, like you got to make sure there's nothing that's going to be a tripping hazard. And that goes for you too. And for your kids, like that's the last thing you want is a busted lip in the middle of the night, right? So pick up all the clutter. The next thing is any paperwork and bills. If you can eliminate any kind of paperwork or office space from your bedroom, do it. If you can't, because I know a lot of people, the bedrooms have to work as double duty, try to at least portion it off um, and designate an area. So if you have a tabletop or a desk in your bedroom, that's where you do the paperwork. You don't bring it into bed with you. You don't, you know, bring stuff into the bathroom or you don't lay piles out on the floor. It should really be contained so that at the end of the night, it can all be put into a pretty box or put into the drawers. And you should always go to bed with a clean desktop. All right. And that goes for if you have a, if you go to work, okay. If you have an office at work away from your home, you should never leave the office with clutter on your desk because that's the very first thing that greets you in the morning when you arrive at work. And you don't want to do that. And I was very lucky to learn that very, very early on, actually, before I even got my quote unquote first real job, 
they had an expert come into this place where I worked and I don't know what he was called, but he was fascinating. He was almost like a life coach. And that was the thing he told us. He said, always clean your desk off at night before you go home, because you want to greet yourself in the morning with a clean slate and a fresh start, or we could call it a calm sea. Okay. So toys and misplaced items. A lot of times mom and dad's bedroom becomes the catch-all, or if you're not married or anything, no kids, your bedroom might be the catch-all. Maybe you come home from shopping and you toss the bag on the floor and you never really open the bag. And I'm saying this because I've seen it time and time again, that people go shopping and then they, they forget what they even bought. And it's just a bag on the chair with the tag still on it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this. Well, make a routine of getting stuff out of your bedroom. If you are a, a, a parent, you need to guard the entrance to your bedroom as if it was Fort Knox because that is your sanctuary. That is where you um, nurture your marriage, where you nurture yourself. And there should not be, in my opinion, any signs of children in your bedroom. It is not a place for them. They can have the rest of the house, but your bedroom needs to be your sanctuary that you can um, recharge your marriage, okay? Because there's nothing, I'm a big believer in marriage before kids. Marriage comes first, my husband comes before my kids. And everything else falls in place. I think the best thing you can do for kids is to nurture your marriage. So no toys come into your bedroom. Um, and anything else that kind of tends to find their way into your bedroom needs to go as well. The last thing I'd like you to eliminate is TV and electronics. So the only thing that should be happening in your bedroom is the two S's, sleeping and you know what? That's it. No watching TV in bed, no sitting on a device in bed, no devices on your nightstands. Not, I'm not even a big fan of an electric alarm clock. I'm a big fan of try to get rid of all electronics. So maybe you have your phone in the bathroom and that's your alarm and it forces you to get up out of bed and go turn it off or to hit snooze or whatever, but it gets you out of bed and it keeps that electronics out of your bedroom. All right, now we are gonna talk about what to add to your bedroom to make it a restful place for you. Comfortable mattress, pillows, and bedding. So I've talked about this on my Saturday morning stuff. If your bedding has seen better days, definitely treat yourself to new bedding and especially a good mattress. My husband and I slept on the mattress that he brought to the marriage for way too long because it's an expensive item and we always had other things that we would rather do with that money. But I can't tell you, we should have done it years ago. So learn from my mistakes and get yourself a good mattress and good bedding, update it. You know, when we go into hotels, those big fluffy white comforters, the clean sheets, like that's all part of the experience. And what's going to give you a really good night's sleep and make your bedroom feel like an oasis. The next thing live plants and fresh flowers. If you were in a really high-end hotel, maybe you splurge for the presidential suite or something, there most likely would be a fresh flower arrangement. Now, when I say fresh flower arrangement, I mean you could have one bud on each nightstand. But I think signs of life are always really good in a bedroom. And plants are great to have in your house all the time because they're replenishing the oxygen in the air. 
And so why not do that in your bedroom too? So a plant in the corner, you know, just to have some life in the corner, but always make sure that you are watering it and taking care of it because bad feng shui would be dead things living in your bedroom. So when the the flowers, the fresh cut flowers start to get brown, it's time for them to go. You don't want them to get brown and then have that water that smells weird and it gets gooey on the stems of the flowers. Try to get rid of them before you get to that stage. All right, things to do. Complete unfinished projects. So again, all these little projects in our homes add up to this weight that's just weighing on us. And I know I live in a fixer-upper. But if we can start with your bedroom and just do little things, you know, like maybe you have a picture that you've been meaning to hang. Maybe you have been meaning to paint the walls. Maybe they're spackled and sanded, but you just haven't painted them and you're going on year three or four. Make a date to get it done. It's, you know, $100 worth of paint and a weekend and boom, you've got a whole new room. Um, maybe you need to get your carpets cleaned professionally or something, or maybe you need to replace the carpet, but any little projects, if you don't have the cover plates on your electrical outlets, these little things are just a few dollars, but they make all the difference. You know, when you're sitting in bed and you're just looking around at little projects, little projects, it's just, it gets overwhelming, even if we don't feel it. Like if you think, oh, it doesn't bother me. It does, you guys, it does. There's nothing better than a complete finished room. You would never accept that at a hotel if you walked in and they didn't have cover plates on the electrical outlets, right? You would never stand for that. So don't put up with it in your own home. These are easy, quick fixes. Make your bed daily. I am the biggest proponent of making your bed. It's the largest surface in your bedroom, probably other than your floor. So when you make your bed in the morning, it is immediately a huge piece of property surface area that is now instantly pulled together neat and tidy. If you have the pillows, the decorative pillows, go ahead and put them on. If it's too much, make it a minimal bed. That's okay. But every day, make your bed. Next thing to do, put your clothes away daily. It is, I... I haven't really said this, but I need to say more of this more often because my biggest rule for not just decluttering, but keeping your home maintained is what I call the one touch rule. So I try not to touch things more than one time. So when you take your pajamas off and you get in the shower, don't just throw them on the floor, put them in the hamper because then you're only touching them one time. You get what I'm saying? If you put them on the floor, you put them on the floor and now you have to touch them again and put them in the hamper or you may just leave them. And that's how clutter builds up. And eventually it gets to be overwhelming. But if you do these little things every single day, it never gets to be overwhelming. This is what I'm constantly trying to teach my kids. It's like, if you guys put that laundry every night in the hamper, I do a load of laundry when they go to bed and it never gets overwhelming. But when they don't do their evening routines, before I know it, I've got five shirts and 16 pairs of underwear from one kid. And I'm like, hmm, where has this been? So same goes for you. Do little things every day to keep up with it. Clean off your desk nightly. I already talked about this, so we're going to skip over that. Throw away trash and remove dirty dishes regularly. I touched on this as well. 
sometimes in the night I'll blow my nose or whatever, and I'll just throw the tissue on the floor. So when you wake up in the morning, if you have that gross habit, like I do, just gather up any of the dirty tissues and throw them in the trash can. If you have a drink from the night before that's on your bedside table, take it away. Um, you know, a lot of times I've seen a lot of bedrooms where there's a lot of takeout containers and, um, soda, would you say like, say for McDonald's or something like a fountain drink cups and things like guys get rid of all that stuff. You know, it's going to, it, it attracts bugs and it gets sticky. And then the longer you wait on that stuff, the harder it is, you know, then it's, it, what is a simple task turns into a big chore because now the plate is really stuck on with food and grime and stuff, as opposed to if you just did it every day, then you keep up with it. Okay. So just do those little things. And my last tip to do regularly is to clean your bedroom regularly. I know this sounds like a no brainer, but you want to be breathing in clean air, you know, especially if you've got carpets that's catching all the dust and the debris that's coming off your bodies, change your sheets on a regular basis. Um, and the thing is when your home is decluttered, you can clean so fast. You know, I got a surprise visit from my cleaning lady yesterday. I was working at a client's house and I hadn't heard from her. So I thought, well, I guess she's not coming today. But then she got a, I got a text saying, yes, she's coming. And I thought, okay, my room is ready for her because while my bed wasn't made, I had already washed my sheets and dried them in the morning. And they were just laying on the bed because then my husband and I put them on at the end of the night. Well, I came home and she had made my whole bed. She'd put my, my pretty decorative pillows on and it was all done, but there was no clothing on the floor for her to have to pick up or vacuum around or anything. So, um, when you, in, when you implement these habits, it's so fast to clean and Hey, I know I do care what people think. So if ever someone has to come into your home, when you're not there, then you're not going to be mortified <laughs> that what the state of your bedroom looks like. All right, guys, that's what I've got for you today. I hope you implement some of these into your bedroom because again, there's the storms of life and Jesus was sleeping peacefully. So there's a lot going on in this scene, but I want to take it for just the superficial, let's do the bedroom. Okay. But always remember to say your prayers at night because you know, Jesus sleeps soundly. <laughs> Have a great day. And I will see you on Saturday for my five minute declutter with me. Take care. Hello, ladies. I'm so excited to announce that this fall, I'll be conducting another round of my signature coaching course, Pruning to Prosper. It's an eight-week group coaching course where we dive deep into the woman God is calling you to be. We spend the first week talking about who you're called to be and the next seven weeks really doing the work of decluttering, budgeting, meal planning, implementing routines, finding your tribe, working on mindset, talking about abundance, and sharing your gifts. If this sounds like something you would love to be part of, please click on the link in the show notes to be added to my waitlist and you'll be the first to know when the doors open. Have a great day.